It is night. It's, we're, this is kind of late at night. It is. It is. This is one of the latest recordings I think we have had. Maybe we should also do the longest. And just let it keep going. No. I mean, just for out think, like a marathon. We're just going to sit here and have a great time <laughs> for a long time. No. no I think I'm, I'm good with that. Come on. You good? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? So good. Mm. Had a great day. I like Thursdays. Yeah? Yeah, it's just fun. Get a lot done here at Chaffin Church and uh, went over my message, finalized my message, which we'll be talking about a little bit at the end, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I actually have it in here, but who knows. And then, um, yeah, got to hang out with the kids tonight. It was nice. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. This is Ryan Thompson. Did we say Ryan Thompson? Did we say? No, I don't think we said Marty Holman either. I did. I did it in the like, well, hey, I'm Marty Holman. <laughs> this is Ryan Thompson. He is a really cool cat. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Marty is also, I, I, I would describe <laughs> him also as a cool cat. Or a cool elf character. <laughs> you, know, you know what makes me a little irritated? Is I had every intention today. I was at home doing the dishes and I had like a light bulb come to myself and I said, it's after Easter. And I had planned on bringing a big tall glass of eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> a big tall glass of eggnog and put it right there. And oh we were going to, uh, to chat about this in my mind, but I forgot the eggnog. That would have been a great prop to talk about. Right. Definitely. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Chaffin Church Podcast. Uh, please subscribe on any one of our venues or this platforms. Episode, episode 32 or 3? 32, I think. Yeah, uh, 32, because Joe was 30. Yes. And Dan is 31. Dan 31. And this is episode 32. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, share a comment, let us know you're watching, viewing this wonderful, wonderful time together. And also, if you, if you have a second, whether you're listening to this on your phone or watching this on YouTube, would you mind just sharing it, sharing the link? Hmm. Any of our platforms, platforms, platforms have links, and you can share those links with your friend. You could, you could shoot a text message right now with your friends who you're going to, uh, who you like, and you think that they need the incredible information that Ryan and I plan on giving today. Right. So. Please do that. That's awesome. Thanks for listening. Ryan, question right off the bat. Yes. Each week I ask a question or you ask a question. Yeah. Uh, kind of get us kick started. What are your favorite podcasts or YouTube threads that you listen to um, on a regular basis? Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, funny. Uh, we record this podcast, but I'm actually not really a podcast guy. So. <laughs> but I do, I'm on YouTube a fair amount. And so I do watch a couple um, video podcasts that, that, are, that are on YouTube um, on a regular basis. So um, one is uh, Think Media, which is sort of, they were sort of the ones that gave me this idea. Um, also, um, I listen to... Uh, the Bellcast, Rob Bell's uh, podcast. That's a big one for me. I listen to that. Um, not not every not every week consistently, but but occasionally. If if the if the title looks interesting, I'll, I'll pick that up and listen. 
Um, we have a, a mutual friend who has a podcast called Can I Say This in Church? Uh, and that one actually is a podcast. There is no YouTube. So like I mentioned, I do listen to that very infrequently. But, uh, there's, w- but that one I actually feel bad about. There's a ton of interesting content on there. There really is. I mean, he yeah. puts out some good stuff every week. Really, really. Uh, so please, please listen to especially that one, guys. If, if, you, uh, if you're interested in really anything we're saying, you would love Seth's uh, podcast on Can I Say This at Church. So uh, that's just a recommendation of a way to get further involved. I remember listening to our friend, our mutual friend Steve, had a podcast, and that was called what? Awkward Rhino. Awkward Rhino, and and Steve and his friend Josh uh, had a podcast together, and then Seth was their producer of sorts, and Josh had this deep, like amazing voice, but Seth did too, mm-hmm. and I was always confused at which who was who, and. Now I know. I finally know their voices after many, many a, uh, a conversation with them both. But you know, I, I, think, I think what we realized through the experience of Awkward Rhino is that it's, it's, the, it's the content. You got to have the content to, to keep going, even, even if your voice is not a good podcast voice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have, so. yeah, good content is important. So I really hope we are offering good content to our friends out there oh, yeah. in the holding community and maybe a little bit beyond, please let us know what you'd like to hear in regards to the church world, because we like to share it. And in regards to the holding community, because we've talked about that a lot. That's important to us uh, to kind of make sure that we are connecting with specifically this community. Mm. So uh, that was a big rabbit trail. How about you, Marty? What, what do you listen oh. to in terms of podcasts? So, well, I go through what's called um, stages. Like, I'll listen to podcasts for a couple of weeks, and then I'll, I'll read books for a couple of weeks, and then I'll listen to audiobooks for a couple of weeks. So, my favorite podcast, though, would be uh, anything with Andy Stanley, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast. He's currently the only leadership uh, podcast that I have. I thought I turned that off. Um, and so I, I listened to that. I love stories. Like, I remember the first time I heard, what was, Serial? Yeah, Serial. Serial yeah. podcast. I was like, it was amazing about a non, um, something, Sinead or something. What, it was an amazing story, and I couldn't get enough of it. And so I fell in love with podcasts. Then They haven't really recaptured that magic but that first season of Serial was amazing. Uh, so I recommend that. There's another one kind of like that about f- called Family Ghosts I really like. And then Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Revisionist History to me is fantastic. I listen to that one occasionally as Do well. You? Yeah, very good. Yeah, so good. So I'm a big fan of his. I know he gets made fun of a little bit for having pop culture psychology and kind of using statistics to to get across what he is trying to say instead of the other way around but mm-hmm. i really like his his writing so writing and audio podcast right good stuff so that's where i'm at um all right let's talk about our talk of the hour we're gonna get right into it here eight minutes into it 
the Chaffin Church relaunch, something you and I have put a lot of time into, and we have sweat and bled <laughs> and fought, and I think probably, I can't promise this, but probably cried at times. <laughs> I think for you that's definitely true due to some, some trials and tribulations you had. Um, about this project, and it's a massive, massive project. It started with, um, well, I, I guess it started when I came to church here, when I came, uh, and something about me personally is I have this need to make things better, to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe change more than making things, eh, no, I like them a lot, each of them a lot. And they go hand in hand. I want to change so that things can get better. And so, you know, after the first couple months, things changed slowly here and things were great. And then COVID happened and we had an opportunity to make some major changes around the building. Uh, the building here at 155 Shrewsbury Street is very old, 1895. It's gone through several renovations in different areas. But, you know, there was, there, it hadn't been painted since like the 80s or 90s, a lot of the rooms. And, and so at the same time, our guy Carl, who's done a lot of the renovation in this room, uh, Carl came through, painted, made tons of changes. And then we were kind of finishing up that. And I don't remember, we, you and I had a conversation. And I asked you, do you think we should renovate the worship space? I, and I, maybe I was commenting to myself at the same time. And I said, because it seems like, you know, maybe I should be here a little longer. <laughs> before I do that. And you looked at me, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you don't remember this conversation, but you said something like, Marty, you've been here plenty long enough. <laughs> and that place needs a change, a renovation. And so that kind of spurred me on. Do you remember that conversa conversation? I remember having a conversation with you. I don't remember the exact words, but I wouldn't doubt it if I phrased it that way. <laughs> right, I mean, it was, it was just like, Come on, Marty. Like, yeah. It's, it's time. <laughs> and so, you know, we went through the process. We, we, we talked to Amanda, our, we used to call it moderator. Now we use the term chairperson, chair. And Amanda was like, do your thing. Put together a group of people who may want to make it happen and then, then bring it to us. And so we did that. And, um, Long story short, this whole room that we are actually in right now is completely changed and there's a massive renovation and in two weeks, two weeks from the, the day that this is broadcast, this podcast, uh, we will be relaunching as a church. So Ryan, let me ask you and then we'll kind of go back and forth a little bit. What, what, why is it important that we are relaunching? Or is it important? I think, it, I, well, I mean, clearly I think it's important. Um, 
I think, I think there is not a single person at this church that would say it's not important. I think most of the people would say it's important because it's a good thing to do. Maybe some people would say it's important because I don't like it, which is fair. It's, it's fair not to like uh, Oh, uh, so you're saying change. like, it's, you're saying interesting. This so is that, occupying people's minds, right? Whether it's positive or maybe oh, some of it's so negative, powerful. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it's definitely in, in, people's, in people's minds. Although I will say the vast majority of the feedback we've heard so far yep. has been, oh, it's just been overwhelmingly positive. So Well, so that could be because the people who would, would not, do, does not think it's pos- positive are not here. Right. Right. And that's, that's also, by the way, very sad. Like, that's mm-hmm. not something we wanted or desired. But the truth is, this space had not been touched for real since 1952. Mm-hmm. And that was 69, 70? No, 60. How long ago was that? that was 69 years ago. 69 yeah. years ago. That was 69 years ago. And so it needed to be changed, and, and probably in a massive way. Uh, okay, so it is important. It's important that it's been done. It's important that it was done right, and I do believe it was done very right. Now, why is it important that we are a part of this community? Like, let's talk about Holden for a second, because we're right here. We're right in the beginning. Of, like, as you come into Holden, almost probably more than half of the people, although there are two other roads you can kind of come mm-hmm. into, probably more mm-hmm. than two, but... Uh, two other main ways you can come into Holden. Uh, but probably more than half, at least 40% of the people who come into Holden have to pass by this church every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it important that we're part of this community, that our church is here, and why is that important? Mm. Um, well, I'm glad you brought up the, the connection to the community because, I mean, it's it's important not just for the people that you know, of course, that are that are here, but it is it is important to to everyone, I think, in our town. And and um, you know, we're 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 undergoing a few a few different uh, marketing efforts that I'm sure you'll find out about later. But um, we really want to get the word out that that we're relaunching. And I, I think it's it's important not because of any one specific thing that is happening. Oh well, it's important because we got this cool wooden wall or these new chairs or or heck you know marty hasn't been here for that long because we have a a relatively new pastor uh because we have new uh curtains or these epic doors that i just think look so nice they are pretty Um, nice so so none of those none of those things on their own specifically i don't think any of those on their own specifically are that important but what makes this a relaunch is we are relaunching the entire culture of of Chaffin Church. It's not okay. It's not just the look, you know, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just um, not just production elements, right? And we'll get into that a little bit later, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not just like you know guitars and and keyboards and 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 you know c- cooler, newer sounding music. Although we are hoping to influence some of those things. Um, but when all of these pieces come together as a whole, we're hoping that it can help us uh, change our culture. So 
Uh, that, I, in my mind, that's the most important piece is it's, it's going to change the way we do church because it changes uh, our institutional culture. It's, 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 a, it's a whole new world. All right. So, I mean, you weren't here that long after me, but and you, did you ever come to church here before? Uh, no, I never came here on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, uh, I was here for a wedding, and I think you knew some of the people better than I did before. I did know before. one couple here. Yeah, one couple. Okay. Um, did you know anything about the culture here? No. No. I would say one thing that I actually asked the interview team is why they treated their pastors so poorly, which is a culture piece, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, but there were, there were, you know, the culture is how you relate to one another and how you relate to the community. And so what, when it comes to culture, what pieces do you think are important that uh, that should be changed or that let's not talk about a change that we should now implement yeah well I mean clearly the whole you know treating your pastors well I, that's that's very important um, I also think um, treating the congregants while well, treating each other well very important um, well what what's important is what's what's really interesting and you said you said that and that's exactly right Treating your pastor well, to me, because some, some churches really deal with honor and honoring your mm -hmm. pastor and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, I think that is secondary, should be secondary to honoring people. Right, right? Like, like we're, we're honoring the pastor not necessarily because of his office. Like yes. we, we, we honor the pastor not ex officio because of his office, we honor the pastor because he's a human being, you know, like right. he's a human being just like everyone else. He's and not a doormat. Now, to be okay. fair, the pastor does have a lot of um, insight and wisdom into the way things uh, are, are working. And, you know, typically pastors have years and years of um, training both in school and on the job. And so, so we, we, do, we do need to honor that. And, and there is, uh, you know, a truth to, you know, I, I do believe God brings pastors to particular churches and, and there's, there's, there's something to hmm. that as well. Um, but, but yeah, on, you know, honoring people, like we can do that more than just with the pastor. And so um, anyway, so but I, I do think, um, yeah, the way, the way we treat each other is important. Um, the... Well, all, all five of the things that we really preached on um, uh, in, the, in the last five weeks are, are really, really important. I don't have them all in front of me, and um, you know. So, but I, but I, I really, I think the one that hopefully is going to start changing, um, along with this relaunch for for a multitude of reasons, um, is the gathering together piece. That that's one that I really think, um, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, we're we're a New England church. I think I think uh, people tend to not not attend super consistently, and I would like to see that change. I would I would like to see uh, people showing up on, both on Sundays, but but also just showing up in each other's lives and and um, you know helping each other out when they need a, you know helping hand and 
um, showing up for each other's uh, birthdays and weddings and, and other celebrations and, and then the hard stuff and the, the, the funerals and, and the hospital visits and, and all of that stuff. Um, I, I, I really want to see uh, a, a ten, attending to community, you know, a, that sort of that sort of attendance, not not just like showing up in a, like a classroom and you're checking a box. You know, I really want to see that um, that that higher um, order of, of of that. So yeah, I, so I said it last week um, in church. We want you to want to be together, mm. and all that entails, because a lot of times you come to church and you want to kind of get your fix on, right? Come and get your Jesus fix and then get out. But really what we want to do, and, and we don't want it to, to suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want you to come to church and hate it, right? That's, not, that's kind of the opposite of what we want. Right. We want you to love it, but also connect with the people in the pews sitting next to you. And that is a culture piece that's so important, that, um, that culturally we want to be together. And literally, we want to be together, mm. not just because we're all in the same movie theater watching the same movie, right? Like, right. It's, it's more than that. I also think um, one of the things that I think is important with the relaunch to me, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tech guy, I'm, I'm a, well, I guess I can't really, I don't know if I can really even call myself this anymore. I was about to say I'm a fairly young guy, but I don't, I don't know if I can say that anymore. You used to be um, able to say that. I used to. How old are you? I'm 32. Okay, you're 32, and when did we meet? We met in 2007, eight, eight, I think. When, I should say this. When did we start attending church together? Well, I would have been 19. You would have been 19, so 13 years ago? Yeah. So you are about the same age I was when we first met. There you go. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. That, that, that says a lot. That says a lot. So you're, um, you are young. To be yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm a fairly young guy, <laughs> and um, yeah. So so I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm I'm very into aesthetics, like the way things look and the way they sound. Um, not not because uh, not because I just like the high life. You know that that's just not true, really. Especially when it comes to church, it's more about. Um, this idea of like art, you know, um, and and evoking emotion in people through the use of aesthetics, through the use of sound design, through the use of stage design, through through the use of um, the technology that we use. And so I am personally really excited. Um, one of the most important parts of this for me is um, being able to. Um, provide that sort of um, that feel in the worship gathering of um, hey this is well done like like I don't you know if someone pulls up to our church listening to um, let's say the weekend on the radio right and like he's listening to a song just jamming out right yeah and walks through the doors of our church I don't want any like translation to have to happen between what happens on the radio and what happens in here. Like, I, I don't want somebody to, um, to come in and say to themselves, 
You're gonna play The Weeknd right now? Is that what's happening? You totally know me <laughs> so well. Okay. Hopefully that will not get flagged for copyright. Oh, that would be later. horrible. Uh, okay, so, but um, basically, you know, in, in a lot of churches, a lot of old churches, people would show up listening to The Weeknd on the radio or Coldplay on the radio or whatever on the radio. Okay. They'd come through the doors and whoever is in here would say, okay, now listen, mm. you just listen to the music out here. Now you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to do all of this translation work in your mind. You're gonna have to translate to the way that we do things here in terms of quality, the quality of the music. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we just don't have any professionals and, and we just, we really don't feel like delving into technology. And uh, you know, the songs we sing are gonna be from you know, the 1800s and, and all this stuff. And so they, a lot of churches will make people work really hard. And if you are a traditional church or you love traditional church, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you, but I love the idea that people can walk into here and not have to change who they are, change their, do any translation to just sort of get it because it's art. What's it's interesting about that is the onus then becomes on the church to work hard. Yes, As opposed exactly. to others. The church should all, we are by by default church because we do not operate in a cultural vacuum a cultural vacuum being there is no culture to worry about there's always culture to worry about we need to be expert purveyors of culture every church should be we should know what's going on in the world around us and we it's our responsibility to speak and act in relevant ways that that makes sense you know and sometimes we should even do those in controversial ways, you know, like Jesus, um, you know, preaching outside of a city that had a thriving sex cult. What does that mean? Why did he choose that city to, to, to preach at, right? And, and, he, did, and he, he was talking about sex in that message a little bit too, and so mm -hmm. it's really interesting stuff. Why would Jesus uh, stand on a boat uh, a little bit offshore and, and yell his message from there, mm -hmm. you know, right? He's using this natural amplification system. He's using the technology that he had at his disposal to, uh, to share this message. So now let me challenge you on that real quick. Yeah. How do you, how does that, um, connect with Paul's, uh, verses to not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think? Right, right. So the context there being changing the way, changing the way we think and, and, and copying the customs of this world are therefore, you know, related to changing the way we think. Right. right. And so, I mean, thought patterns are just not easy to change. They're, they're, really, no, no, uh, no. they're really quite difficult. So um, I, I, would, I would say this. There are some elements that... Uh, of, of art, right, even, that do change the way we think. And um, every, there is no art, there is no, there is no idea, no art, no, no textbook, no, there is nothing in the world that does not have cultural value and a spiritual value. 
And it is up to us to discern what those values are and, and, and why we're going to adopt them. So when the church, you know, when a church adopts a drum set, right? You know, we, we make fun of uh, ch- people in churches that mm-hmm. are very concerned about having a drum set in there. Yeah. But th- that, you know what? I'll give them credit for at least thinking about it because you know what? Having a drum set in worship, that has cultural value and therefore it also has spiritual value. And so we need to be thinking about those things. So I think um, you've asked me a very broad question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, clearly I can't, I, I, we don't have time for me to go through everything that we're doing right now. Uh, and, and defend each individual one. No, I mean, I would... But I do think, just, just overall, I, um, I think... And what, when I say people coming in from the parking lot, listening to The weekend, I don't mean we're going to play The weekend uh, here on, on the speakers, and we're not going to exactly copy that musical style either, but we do want to make it easier for people to... Um, to understand, right? Like, really, we're trying to make it so that, hey, I don't want to throw a rope around the church and say, hey, you know, 20 bucks, you come on in and see the way uh, church was done in the 50s, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that is the opposite of what I want to do. I want to do, like what you said earlier, I want to do the translation for people. And, but like what you also said, we also need to be very aware of what we're bringing in to the church and, and the rest of our lives, but especially the church, yeah. you know, um, when we bring in these songs, you know, even, even the way things sound, the lyrics are especially important. Yeah, are, we, are we checking over the theology of what we're, what we're singing or are we just, oh, this is a CCLI song, this should be fine, we'll just we'll put it on, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it, there's a lot of factors there. But anyway, so that's one of the most important uh, things in my mind. One of the, one of the one of the things I'm most excited about for this um, this like cultural trans- transformation we're going through, and and we're really we're terming it a relaunch. Um, we we could have termed it a, a number of different things, uh, but we chose we chose relaunch. I I think um, because it's a bit more general. It's um, and I think it encompasses like like this is a it's a it's a, it's a, a culture thing, right? Yeah, I mean, we it, uh, this church started, it launched, right? It launched in 1903, eight years after the building was put up, which is always interesting to mm. me. Uh, and, and so now here we are, and as, if you listen to episodes 9 through 12, you'll hear kind of the history uh, of Chaffin. Uh, actually, 9 through 13, I think, 9, 10... 11 and 12? Yeah, yeah. I think there's sense. one that's my dad's COVID one. I, I can't remember yeah. if that's in the midst or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you listen to the, the, Ch- the Chaffin Church history portions, episodes, um, what you know is essentially there was like a growing time, and that growing time was pretty much between uh, 1900s like 1903 and 1960. And since then, there may have been a little spurts of growth, but essentially um, there have been diminishing numbers here, which is really crazy to me because there's so much potential. I mean, you're right here in the thick. You can say, we are, we, we're here, we're, we're here. We're like the light of the world. We're a city on a hill. And you can say that and literally be like, we're here. 
and something went awry. Of course, that's what happens when people don't want to be together. That's what happens when poor leadership, with poor leadership and poor culture. And I just want to say we're not blaming any one person or any particular group of people for that um, mm. cultural drift happens. So, so if you were part of that group that were here before and you're listening, don't feel bad. We're not, we're not trying to talk bad about anyone or anything. We're just, we're talking about the facts here. What happened? Yeah. We're not, we're not trying to assign blame on anyone. And that's interesting because church decline or uh, cultural decline, you, that constantly has to be fought for. Right. Always. And it is also important, like you can even be successful and lose your culture. Oh yeah. I would say that's a huge problem. And what happens then is it's like a false growth and something will happen to knock that, knock that stock down. So Marty, can I ask, what, what are your um, favorite parts of this? What do, what do you think the most important in, in parts of this are? I mean, the culture, the culture to me is, has to change. I, mm. I think maybe my favorite is that, what we talked about last week, people who want to be together. Mm. Uh, Ryan and I were at a church before. We've talked about it several times or even alluded to it several times. And it was called Fellowship Church. And sometimes, I'll say this, sometimes you have what you want and you don't realize it. You, you think you want more until you get that more. And... In this scenario, what I realized we had, at least a, nothing's perfect. The good old days sometimes are in your mind. Right. But at least you had a group of people who wanted to be together, for the most part, the core mm -hmm. group of people. And if there's a group of people who come together and connect here in this place, and those people want to be together, and they're consistently growing, learning. I had lunch with a young guy today, um, Dr. Dave Kane, who may not be young, but I just gave him that. Um, and Dr. Well, then I'm definitely young. This <laughs> makes me feel good. Makes me feel good. Uh, and Dave was just so excited about his task that you have given him in this change to be the. Uh, to be on the AV team and to do some of those leadership things. And to see that is so awesome to me. Like it's just, so, like he wants to be in there. He wants to see people grow and he wants to, he loves the community and he loves to be with us in this journey. And that to me, like on a Sunday morning or really any day, but let's do Sunday morning, is something that really makes me Pumped. Mm. Like, like the experience up here um, of great music, which is like can be healing and, and beautiful, mm. um, is awesome. Uh, the, the speaking of the word of God um, is awesome, and I think needs to be central to the to the church gathering. And um, but when people want to be together, and you can feel that on a Sunday morning or in, in a time together. Mm. And it's not fake, it's not like, hey, how are you? Huh? Uh, but it's like real, <laughs> like, and um, I think that's what gets me excited. 
And I want to see that. I want to see that's, that's one of the reasons that I think the relaunch is important because it, it adds life. I think one of the fan, uh, fascinating things about churches is that when people come together and they have that, they, or they want to be together, if new people don't come in, the human condition will enter into that group of people who want to be together, but drama will ensue. Hmm. Why? I don't know. Like, I, I would say probably that the, the curse of, like, people's, yeah. people's uh, like, fallibility. Well, yeah, I th- I th- yeah d- there's something to that, right? That, like, I think a healthy church has to have, you know, like a wide open front door, but, you know... The, there should also be an open back door as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. you got to have some some flow going on, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I and and uh, like that trouble will come and the new people kind of bring this unifying glue. Like when when drama could ensue. Unifying glue when drama could ensue. Sorry. Hmm. And so, anyways, I think that's super important, too. Um, Okay. Let's talk specifics. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's talk about the community real quick. Yeah. Who do you think should check us out on that first day? Like, what? Like, I know anybody you can say, like, oh, come in, town of Holden. Yeah. But, But what are the kinds of people who you think could really benefit from being in this church on November 21st at 9 or 10.30? I think there's a couple crowds that I think would do really well here. One is if you just move to town. If you're if you're relatively new to this area Hmm. and (laughs) I mean it is not easy to make community happen. Uh, hmm. during a pandemic, even even though it seems like, hey, we've sort of gotten used to this and, um, and, and everything, right? Like, it still is very challenging to make a community. Um, you know, I moved back here in March of 2020, so I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. It is difficult to, to build community during a pandemic. So um, if you just moved to this area, um, or if, if, if you're coming back after having been gone a while, I think uh, that's one uh, type of person who literally, even if you don't love the Jesus stuff and you're just here just to like meet people, hmm. that's, that's totally fine. And you know what? There's going to be some good music too. I mean, you get to listen to some good music. You get to meet people. Usually we have coffee and donuts. Some, sometimes no, but most of the time we have that kind of well, stuff. We'll have to talk to our... Uh opening team yeah we, we, we need to talk through that but but you know uh there, there's a lot of uh, compelling reasons just just to just to show up just to be here on a sunday um the second group of people i think is um just people who are looking for a church home who don't have one so whether that's because um again you're relatively new to the area or hey, you just haven't been to church in a long time. Maybe, maybe it's something that sort of slipped out of your life without you even noticing it. Start doing the kids' sports teams, and it happens on Sundays. And then, oh, no, it's been a year. We haven't been to church. It happens. It happens. We see it all the time. Uh, I think that's another group of people. Um, if you don't have a church home, 
uh, feel free to stop on by. And I think, I think you'd uh, benefit a lot. We have a lot of um, families with, with uh, young kids here, uh, relatively speaking, for the size of our church. So um, yeah, please stop on by. You'll, you know, not only will you have friends, but your kids will have friends if you have kids. Uh, so that'll be awesome. And then I think the, the, third, the third group, and, and I, I want to be careful here because um, this is something that Marty and I have both experienced before, but um, if you have been burned by a church before, if you, know, mm. if you haven't been to church in a while because you have been burned by a church, uh, first thing I want to say, don't do anything before you are ready. Okay, if you're really feeling like you're not ready to go, whatever. But maybe, maybe you were burned by a church, you know, a year or two ago, and you're like, you know what? I think, I think it might be time to to get back there. Um, I think that's another group of people you would probably enjoy uh, the energy here because uh, basically every. Is there a way we can shut that off? There's not. I have it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go into the, the audio down. settings later, but um, but if if um, you're going to love the energy here because basically everything is new. And most of the people that are here right now have been here for less than two years. So um, you, you're basically going to be joining a group of people that um, are, are all focusing on, on building a culture from scratch. And so um, in a very real way, you may even have a big say in how that culture is built. We're, we're, we're a mm. small group of people right now. And so, um, you know, maybe you, you bring in, you know, those thoughts of, hey, you know, when I go back to church, this is how I want to change things. And so um, hopefully, hopefully that uh, that'll be helpful to you if you're coming from that background and, and show up here. I would add a fourth thing. I think those three are great. That's spot on. I, I, I think a fourth thing that I would say is, if, if you are a person who has an open mind. Mm. And that's particularly important because many churches, or churchgoers, I should say, uh, tend to be black and white in regards to their, their uh, thought process. Mm. There's this or there's this. There's bad guys and there's good guys. And that is not really, at least, that's definitely not me. And I'm, I'm gonna speak for others and our, you and, our, and others in our leadership and say that that's not really the case for most of the people in the core team at Chaffin and the leadership team, is that most of the people have very open minds. They have, I wouldn't even say strong beliefs, but open minds. Mm -hmm. And that is not normal for a lot of churches, mm. right? And that, that's kind of part of our culture, is to have an idea where, you know, we could be wrong about this. I, I don't, you know, Scripture says it this way, but a lot of people kind of have their own, not their own, but their interpretation of what this verse or that verse or... And in regards to a lot of different topics that are important in the world, uh, having an open mind is super important, I think, to this culture. And so I think that's the fourth thing that I would add to uh, those who should check us out. And the fifth person is you.
Ding. Unless you already have a church home, just so yes, people know, that's important. Uh, we are not, uh, w the, the term that is used by pastors sometimes, which I find to be sort of problematic, is sheep stealing. We, we, we have no, uh, <laughs> we have no uh, interest in, in doing that. So if you already have a church family, thank you for checking out the podcast. You are more than welcome to be involved as much as you want in the podcast and all of our online stuff. But if you already have a church home, I would encourage you to uh, stick it out there. And, um, and we love you anyways. Okay. I'm going to do something funny. I'm okay. going to ask you, ask you a funny question on this. If, and we're going to say names. Ooh. Unless you don't want to. You don't feel like, okay. Who is one person that you want to invite that's not in your family that you think that they should come to Chaffin Church on November 21st? Uh, well, I have some uh, neighbors that, that recently saw a guy who I grew up with like from like elementary school. Uh, his name is Ben Appleby. His, his wife's name is Stephanie. Um, they, they actually just moved like uh, I could throw a stone and hit his house from, from my house now. Very, very close by. I love Ben. Um, yeah, yeah. Ben, someone you know as well. Uh, I am going to be inviting uh, Ben and his family. I'm assuming Ben is not going to watch this ahead of time, but uh, if you do, <laughs> well, just be prepared. I'm going to call you and ask you to come on out and join us. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. I think I, I think I'm going to say two names. I think you know both of these names. Okay. And you probably will laugh at me when I say the names. Hmm. And once again, they probably won't hear this, but uh, it is what it is. I think the names that I would say, uh, thinking through, are uh, Justin Vigent and Garrett Walker. Hmm. Guys, you need to be here, you and your wives. Nice. <laughs> I like that idea. All right. So we're here at 46 minutes. We don't have a lot of time. Are there any specific, like, this is a massive transition uh, here in this room and in the audio. Uh, we, so it's two, it was a two-parter in the last four months. I think we started at the end of June mm -hmm. uh, with the demolition, as we would call it. And there was a major like uh, construction renovation where we, where we painted, we carpeted. First of all, we had to um, deconstruct, dem demolish. Uh, I don't know if demolish is the right term. Mm. But it's kind of what happened. Some light demo. Light, yeah. light demo. And, uh, and then, you know, we did some, some stuff up here. Um, and there's, plus, there was a major technology renovation. Uh, and, and Ryan was kind of in charge of that, is in charge of that. Um, is there anything specific that you want to point out that just kind of gets you excited about the, the, uh, the renovations that you're a part of? Um... Awesome. I'm really glad you're excited. I can't. <laughs> well, I think a, a couple things. One is um, just the, the mixer and speakers that we bought. I mean, I, I really think um, the, the audio experience is just going to be really cool in here. Very, very good stuff okay. uh, is going to come out of the speakers. Um, we also invested in um, some instruments, which... Uh, you know, we had an organ here, so we were just we're sort of just updating that yep. uh, with, with more uh, modern instruments. And so, um, yeah, so our team is, is much better equipped now 
to, to lead worship well in uh, today's day and age. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything that wouldn't be super nerd level that, that, that would be. Although, how about this piano here? Th that's, that's kind of a cool thing we, we, we thought up and Carl actually executed, but uh, we, we thought up, um, <laughs> hey, you know, how can, we, how can we bring a little bit of that classic feel back in, but keep the technology and what you don't see uh, viewers um, or well, podcast listeners, you won't see it either because you're basically blind for the purposes of this podcast. Um, <laughs> you, there are two you know, like electronic keyboards that are kind of built into this piano system now, which is kind of cool. Um, but and and then we we stained the piano and made it look the way we wanted to make it. So yeah, uh, so repurposing has been a big and important part of this project. We. And by I say we, I usually mean Carl um, in this. But as, as Ryan said, this piano has been at, uh, down in the fellowship hall for some time. And it was ugly as sin. Like, it was super ugly. Not gonna lie and yet. going completely unused. Going completely. It hadn't been touched since I'd been here in two years. My guess is it had been years before that. Tons of dust on it. And uh, it wasn't in tune, so... Regularly, they kept the pianos in tune and all that, and that was good. But that particular one was not um, tuned. So what we did is, essentially, it was gutted out and stained, and it and matches some of the stains back here. And not only that, but we built a tech booth, and many of the, uh, many of the materials on the tech booth were also made from repurposed um, things around the room. So right. we, we tried to repurpose a lot and that was important to us to make sure we were able to reuse some of those things in which we changed up. Right. So, uh, so super exciting. It is. Really exciting. And I think that, that leads us to something that we're doing the day before. Um, and the day before is November 20th. And that's, a, that's what's called a pastor, pastor prayer night. And what, what I did is I, I have tons of friends who are pastors in the area and, and outside of the area, and I invited them to come and to pray over our church. And so we're inviting our church uh, as it is, so, that, you know, 30, 40, 50 people uh, here for that Saturday night. And, and uh, as of right now, there's about somewhere between 10 and 15 pastors who will be here uh, from as far away as Indiana and several from New Hampshire, and obviously several from the Worcester County area. And so they're going to be coming in. We're going to have um, a little gathering with them. And then at 6 o'clock on Saturday night, they're going to come in and pray and just give a challenge, very short challenge to uh, our Chaffin Church as we are today, and hopefully encourage us and get us ready to Take the next step in our Chaffin Church, Chaffin Church journey on November 21st, which is the relaunch. So I'm excited about that. Um, I think it's important to add, not just in name, but for real, to have the larger church be a part of this. And when I say the larger church, I'm quite excited the, the people who are going to be here, the pastors, we're going to have Baptists, 
Episcopalians, uh, United Church of Christ, Lutherans, uh, Congregationalists here that night. Wow. And so it's going to be crazy awesome, I think. Coming here, praying for us, praying for Chaffin Church. That sounds like a party. Right? Well, if there's anything I know how to throw, <laughs> it's a party. Party. So that's, what, that's what's happening. We would love it. If you are listening to this, if you could be a part of the Chaffin Church relaunch in just two weeks, uh, November 21st, 9 or 10.30, if you are not in this area and you're listening, and you know somebody in this area, send them an invite. You, if you know somebody who fits that criteria, or um, you know they're they're um, in need of something, if they're not even if they're not churchgoers at all, please give them an invite, and um, we would love to have them. Definitely, I'm excited. Two weeks, man. Yeah, very. We better exciting. get started tonight on the on the sound system, according to Carl. Yeah, yeah. Gotta. <laughs> To do everything right away. Yeah, there you go. We're here. We're gonna do it by tomorrow. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, some announcements. Next week, next weekend, uh, November thirteenth, is our food and coat drive here, and you know we, we we do that every month, and it's an important part of our community. We want to be valuable to our community, so that's happening November thirteenth from ten to noon. November fourteenth, we are gonna cram the van. Mm. And uh, we'll be collecting frozen turkeys and giving them to the Friendly House, who will have their van right outside here on Sunday morning as we are meeting. And we'd love it if you could stop by and cram the van with us. And then I told you about the 20th and the 21st. And then the last thing, December 19th, is our Jingle Jam. Mm. And uh, that'll be a huge Christmas gathering. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely. Do you like Christmas, Ryan? Christmas is not my favorite holiday. I am. <laughs> I need a new co-host. Like, are you kidding me? Like, anyways. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Christmas is my favorite. <laughs> All right, Scrooge. Um, hey, uh, do you want to talk about giving? I, I would love to. I would love okay. to. So um, thank you so much to everyone who's given to, um, to the podcast, the church so far that runs the podcast. Uh, like I've mentioned in the past, we can't do uh, what we've been doing on this podcast without uh, the generous donations of our regular givers here at Chaffin Church. If you want to become one of those givers, if you, if you have gotten something out of this podcast, either this week or in previous weeks, uh, please feel free to hop on chaffin.church slash giving. Uh, you can give there. You can text any dollar amount to 84321. So if you, if you wanted to give like $20, you would just type 20 in and send that to 84321. Or you can send your checks to 155 Shrewsbury Street in Holden, Massachusetts, 01520. And I would like to remind all of our listeners once again, those donations are all fully tax deductible. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. And thanks for being here with me today. Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. Definitely. We have an exciting two weeks happening, and uh, it's all good news. Now go and give some out.